Are you stuck in a rat race of schedules, to-do lists, and other people's priorities? Maybe you can't even remember when the last time you felt fully engaged with your body, your mind, and your surroundings. If this resonates with you, then you are in the right place. I am Susan Sanders, and I'm here to teach you about sustainable productivity. Each week, I'll be coming to your ears with lessons to create a life that you can fully engage with. Some weeks will be bite-sized moments of inspiration and sharing. Other weeks will include guests and more in-depth looks at doing the right things in a way that you can maintain over time. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining the Sustainable Productivity Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about one of my favorite things in the world, books. I will be recapping what I read in February of 2023. And before we get much further into the episode, I want to assure you that I will have links to everything we talk about. Check out the show notes at sustainablesue.com slash episode four. That's episode and then the number four. Let me anchor this discussion in the sustainable productivity framework. Books are a hobby of mine, and hobbies are a component of the mental well-being dimension of sustainable productivity. Although writing a book is a career goal, the consumption of books is purely a hobby. I briefly toyed with the idea of a career pivot into book editing and publishing, but I threw that out when I accepted how much it would interfere with reading for fun. In future episodes, we will talk more about how I find time to read, how I choose and track what I read, and more. But today is just about what worked and what didn't work in my reading life for this month that we're ending. I'll keep this list to the things that stood out to me this month because I think just running down 15 to 20 books each month would be the audio equivalent of watching paint dry. But you can see the complete list of books that I've read on Goodreads, which I'll link to that in the show notes. as well. The first book I want to talk about is Everything Happens for a Reason and Other Lies I've Loved by Kate Bowler. Here's the publisher's description. A divinity professor and young mother with a stage four cancer diagnosis explores the pain and joy of living without certainty. She wonders why suffering makes her feel like a loser and explores the burden of positivity. Trying to relish the time she still has with her son and husband, she realizes she must change her habit of skipping to the end and planning the next move. Now, I've listened to Kate's podcast for a couple years now, and I used to live in Durham and work at Duke, so I could visualize a lot of what she was describing. The voice she uses in her books and podcasts are engaging and entertaining, even as she tackles really hard topics. It's sort of like the Steel Steel Magnolia's line by Dolly Parton about loving laughter through tears. This book came out in 2018, so I bet it would be available at your library if you're not able to purchase it. I picked it up at a used book sale and released it back to the Little Free Library system where I live in Greensboro, North Carolina. The next book is called Seatmate by Kara Bastone. It is a free Audible exclusive book, so obviously I consume this one on audio. I'm glad they did it that way because it would not land the same if you were reading it in a physical copy or even an e-copy. I press play on this because the person who recommended it to me shared the fun feature that this book unfolds in real time. 
So here's the publisher's description. I have exactly five hours and 10 minutes to get from Boston to New York City or the professional opportunity of a lifetime disappears. My only travel option, the second to last seat on a discount bus across from the bathroom, wearing last night's clothes, don't ask, all worth it if I can make it in time. My nerves almost get the best of me, but then there he is, sitting down in the seat next to me, tall, friendly smile, bright indigo streak in his brown hair, the perfect distraction. Turns out he's on his way to reconnect with an old flame, the one who got away. We can both make it on time, just barely, if the traffic keeps flowing. So that five hours and 10 minutes that she has to get to New York City, yep, the book is five hours and 10 minutes long. This book is a cotton candy meat cute of a novel and delivers exactly that. I needed a palate cleanser sort of book and this delivered in spades. The dialogue was witty and light and ended up with a neat happy bow. I usually don't like books like this, but it was the right book at the right time, which is why I wanted to bring it to you. There are no bad books, just books that are not right for me at this time in my life. These are the sorts of reflections I want to share on these book episodes. Instead of it being like me reading a grocery list to you, that would be super boring. So that's a good segue to books that did not work for me. When we come back from the break, I'll share a few books that did not work for me and I abandoned in February. This break is brought to you by you. Thank you for hitting play on this episode. I know you have so many choices of podcasts and I appreciate you listening to this one. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe, share, and leave a five-star review. The more you share the messages about sustainable productivity, the more we can create a world where we are all more engaged in our lives. Now back to the show. Okay, we are back and we're going to be talking DNFs. DNF is did not finish. And generally my DNF rate is about 10% and will be a topic of a future episode because I have no shame in my book quitting game. Remember, there are no bad books. It's just a book that's not for me. As a writer, I don't want to come here and just dunk on the book baby that someone else poured their heart into. It might just not be my cup of heart. Let's get away from these mixed metaphors and talk about abandoned books. So the first book I want to tell you that I abandoned is called God is Closer Than You Think by John Ortberg. The subtitle is, If God is Always With Us, Why Is He So Hard to Find? I made it about 10 pages into this puppy and said, no, thank you. I've been pretty transparent into my seeking God and how that's morphed into my relationship with my higher power. This book seemed like it was about getting closer to God, but as I was reading it, it made me feel like it was more about getting closer to the Bible and church, both of which have too much people involvement to make me really feel comfortable. Instead, I closed this book and took my higher power conversation to my journal. Again, this is not a bad book, just not the right fit for me. Another book I abandoned this month is called This is Marketing by Seth Godin. I really like Seth's work and was excited to get this book for free as part of a joint venture series our library and our Chamber of Commerce Entrepreneurship Program put on. 
But damn, this felt like a bit of a money grab. And then it just seemed like it might have been blog posts or that someone took those blog posts and just pasted them into a book. Here is the publisher's synopsis. For the first time, Godin offers the core of his marketing wisdom in one accessible, timeless package. At the heart of his approach is a big idea. Great marketers don't use consumers to solve their company's problems. They use marketing to solve other people's problems. They don't just make noise, they make the world better. Truly powerful marketing is grounded in empathy, generosity, and emotional labor. And I learned more from this blurb than I did spending a week to read the first half of his book. I need more actionable steps. The disclaimer I want to offer here is that I might just be too early in the life of my business to understand what he was offering. Again, no bad books, just the ones that did not land with me. Okay, I always want to leave you on an up note. So let me share with you the best book I read this month unless I'm magically able to race through what I'm reading today and they all blow me away, which is not likely. If you're interested in all the five-star books I find, you can can subscribe to the Sustainable Sue Bookmobile at sustainablesue.com slash bookmobile. And each time I post a five-star review, it'll get delivered to your inbox. All right, here we go. Here is the publisher's blurb about the best book I read in February. Life in a small Appalachian town is not easy. Cash lost his mother to an opioid addiction, and his papa is dying slowly from emphysema. Dodging drug dealers and watching out for his best friend Delaney is second nature. He's been spending his summer mowing lawns while she works at Dairy Queen, but when Delaney manages to secure both of them full rides to an elite prep school in Connecticut, Cash will have to grapple with his need to protect and love Delaney and his love for the grandparents who saved him and the town he would have to leave behind. Goodreads describes this as a beautiful examination of grief, found family, and young love. And let me tell you, it really was. I listened to this one on audio, and the narrator was perfect for the choice of cash. I love the lilting tone of his accent, and I think it added to the reading experience for me. This book is called In the Wild Light by Jeff Zentner. So let me get ahead of all of your punchlines about this particular book. This book is YA. This is young adult. And I normally don't go for YA, but the themes of addiction and grief were just irresistible to me. It's a beautiful story told beautifully. It almost reads like poetry in a novel form. The choice of phrases and dialogue were so, so good. I hope you give it a chance. It was published in 2021, and I was able to get it from the library. Since it is about a year and a half old, the waitlist wasn't long at all, and I hope that's your experience as well. I do plan to go back and read this author's backlist, and I'll check back in with you if there are other some outstanding gems. Okay, that is a wrap on February reading. I am not sure if this recap will be monthly or less often. I feel like I have a lot to share with you beyond books, Books soothe my stress and burnout, and they may help you too. Do you want more or less of books? If not books, what helps you manage stress and burnout? I'd love to get your feedback on what you're struggling with related to productivity and burnout, and the feedback about frequency of book episodes and anything else that's on your mind. You can find me at susan at sustainablesue.com 
or on Instagram at sustainable underscore Sue. You have just listened to the Sustainable Productivity Podcast. If you like what you heard, you might like what you read. Come to sustainablesue.com to read more and subscribe to have the weekly message sent to your inbox. You can also get show notes, including links to things discussed in the episode there, sustainablesue.com. Consider sharing this episode with a friend. The more you share the message about sustainable productivity, the more we can create a world where we are all more engaged in our lives. Keep going, friends. As Devin Durant says, small efforts sustained over time can produce significant results. Have a good week.